Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. to the Hormone Upgrade uh, live event. This five, five days of uh, experimentation and uh, curiosity and investigation. And so we'll just wait a few moments for people to show up if you're, if you're showing up live. Um, but maybe as we get, kind of get started, let's talk a little bit about you know, why we feel like this uh, type of challenge is so important. Yeah, I think the number one thing is community. So when we know we are not alone and we are doing something with others to reset our health and to understand ourselves just a little bit more deeply, it's so much easier to do that with a group rather than doing it on our own. Yeah. And so, you know, this topic of hormones is a huge one. You know, many we've been doing a lot of our podcasts, you know, related to hormones because it's such an important topic to become more aware of about ourselves, especially in, you know, our 30s, 40s and beyond to start to create a, a new kind of relationship with our bodies through that lens of the hormonal system. So why do you think that the, the hormones are such an important topic to discuss? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I feel like they're just a part of everything. There are communication systems. So we know in relationship when communication, communication, communication isn't working, um, nothing's working. So even within our bodies, it's the same story. So when our hormones don't have access to ourselves or when our hormones aren't getting the right kind of input from the environment, they don't know what messages to relay. And then what happens is we start having symptoms, whether it's for women, hot flashes, night sweats and whatnot, for men and women, low libido or just fatigue, depression, anxiety, like any symptom, any dis-ease process, if you look at it um, closely, has a hormonal component. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think is so important, like everything you shared there that's happening inside of our bodies, inside of our cells, is literally a reflection of what's happening in our relationships in our outer world. You know, uh, we actually just did a podcast uh, last week discussing some of the, our relationship to food and how that affects our hormones. And so many of our food choices even are a reflection of our hormonal state, mm-hmm. right? So many of the challenges we may have in a relationship our reflection of our hormonal state. Um, our relationship to our body is a reflection of our hormonal state. So, you know, as you said, everything really, you know, comes down to dis-ease uh, is a reflection of hormonal health. And because this is something that so uh, categorically declines as we age, and it can be expedited as a result of our lifestyle practices, our mindset, how we move our body, right? Um, our meal timing, all the things that we're going to be discussing this week in this hormone challenge is, is going to revolve around this whole idea of hormonal health. So um, that's sort of the setup to, to sort of get into the week. Uh, but when we sort of talk about uh, expectations for the people that, mm-hmm. that are wanting to be, be, you know, be a part of this. Yeah, you might have thought when you received the ebook or when you're looking at the challenge, like, oh, these are just really simple things. And how is that going to have an impact on my, on my hormones? 
But what we've recognized over the years, it's those simple things that have a compounding effect because that's what's going to influence um, our discipline, our success, and just what we believe about ourselves. And that in turn will change the choices that we're making going forward. So yes, it's just a five day reset, but our hope is that you learn, even if it's one or two things that you take with you in the coming weeks, it'll make a huge difference overall in your, your body, your mind, your spirit, all of it, because you're then taking that moment to take care of yourself. Like your, your intention this week is going to be probably the most important and the most powerful thing, even more than what you're actually doing. Yeah, absolutely. So something that's really important. I mean, there's a lot of women that are on, you know, in this challenge. I think that women fundamentally understand their hormones are doing something to them um, on a more regular basis, especially through, you know, puberty and then into perimenopause and eventually menopause. So there's, there's this sort of theme of stages in life, Mm -hmm. right? So can you kind of walk through like maybe some just basic different expectations of some of these changes that show up over time Mm -hmm. and uh and then how that can affect us now where why we can feel stuck you know depending on a certain age that we're in Mm -hmm. yeah so we all know in our younger years um one this topic just isn't talked about enough um the education we get in schools and depending on our family life um, the conversation maybe wasn't very open about getting your period, if anything, um, there's a lot of shame around the topic. So I think from the start, we're not really taught to be able to express the challenges that we're facing. And there's so many changes that start happening at the young age of six. And especially in today's world with our environment, we're seeing it even younger and younger. And as these changes are happening, the changes are, you know, we can see our physical changes, whether it's the breast tissue or eventually you start bleeding, but it's also there's changes happening in our brain that are also being influenced by the hormones and it really isn't until we hit around age 25 that we've fully grown into our hormonal picture and ironically age 25 our hormones start to decline Mm -hmm. like our progesterone and testosterone so when we step into these reproductive years these hormones are what actually protect us from many disease process because the whole body the whole point of that time is for reproduction and so not that everybody needs to have a family if that's not your desire and i know there's different different circumstances and all of that but the way the body is designed it's like we're going to give this individual a lot of hormones during this time to protect their brain to protect their body protect their immune system so that they can have children and move the generation forward and however depending like you were talking about before if our lifestyle isn't one that serves our hormones our mindset our stresses our traumas all of those things will influence how much of that hormone we have during that time and then we go into perimenopause and that can start as young as 35 maybe even younger in today's world and all of a sudden we're seeing real changes in our physical body now the same foods that we were eating at 30 or 25 we can't eat anymore because now all of a sudden there's weight gain around our belly or um, we're more susceptible to anxiety and depression after certain choices or hot flashes, night sweats, like there's just so many challenges that start to happen, again, depending on our hormonal story. And um, just this morning, I was actually reading about the perception of Chinese medicine and hormones. And for women's cycles, they talk about it happening in seven years. Every seven years, there's a shift in her cycle. and um, so for them, uh, Chinese medicine, they talk about menopause being a stage 
from age 49 to 55. It's typically what they would um, say, but they described it as it's just the movement of your chi, like your energy is changing from feeding all that prana to your reproductive organs, like to your womb, to the, the baby's palace is what they call it, hmm. but it's actually rising to your heart. So a woman's wisdom then be, can become deeper because now she can focus on herself. Yeah, I mean, that, I find that so interesting. And obviously the same thing is happening in men. It's just, mm -hmm. we don't have this same, you know, cyclical fashion to our hormonal system. It's not as obvious. Although if you are married to a man, you'll probably recognize that at some point between 35 and beyond that there's this shift in in mindset there's a shift in like um, needing to um, produce or be productive or to make it make make your way in the world so to speak and then there can be this disentanglement from the partners a little bit because so much of the focus has become let's say if it's a family with kids so much of the focus from the woman's perspective has been on the kids and obviously the father too but the father's still trying to find uh, his role in the family. And so that so much of that focus becomes self-centered sort of, you know, and then and self-focused and a lot of reflecting for us as men as we move into this stage. And then really finding our identity, not as fathers, not even as husbands, but like who we are as, as, uh, as a man, you know, getting to experience all that vitality and encouragement really like i think of like that role as a father is really being encouraging so when a man starts to um, try to find himself in the andropause as that testosterone declines when that encouragement declines when that connection with the partner starts to decline or the relationship to the kids changes because they're growing older the man really has to start to redefine who he is and how he plays that role within the family unit and how he shows up for himself and so, you know, a lot of that has to do with obviously testosterone in men and how that fluctuates or changes with estrogen and how much of that testosterone is getting converted into other forms of testosterone that maybe lead to like male pattern baldness and different signs, weight gain, obviously um, lack of libido maybe, erectile dysfunction to um, just a, a lack of confidence. In, and, and so much of that we can anchor back into with these daily uh, lifestyle habits. So. You know, if, if you are a, a wife of a husband or there's a significantly important man in your life too, these practices are also just as important so that we can age as graceful as we can, uh, live with as much, you know, vitality as we can so that we can really support one another in our, you know, in our direction, our own personal, you know, journey so that we don't have to be codependent, but we can be, you know, autonomous with who we are um, through that a healthy relationship with our hormones. So, and that's really like, yeah. I think an important I was dialogue. Say, as a society, we've labeled that as the midlife crisis. Yeah. Instead of actually recognizing what's going on on an emotional level, mindset level, physical level, we've just labeled it as something and we have all this judgment around that change that happens. Um, and I think the more we understand what's happening on that physical level and also the mental, emotional, the easier it is to support each other when we're moving through it yeah and and like you know most of us recognize that at some point we change the relationship that we have with our body because we're now we're feeling more self-conscious maybe the things that worked in the past no longer work um you know maybe we're feeling a little more fatigued more aches and pains uh, weight loss is a little more difficult so those things that did work before are now you know we really have to face them and you know this is why we love having conversations like this with younger people so that hopefully 
they, they read the signs of what their body's telling them early enough so that they don't have to, you know, maybe work as hard or maybe just put that discipline in early so that it doesn't feel like such an uphill climb once they're in this sort of new phase of hormonal change, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so today's topic is really um, anchored into mindset. So we talked about the 4M method in our ebook and the number one thing we wanted to really touch on today is mindset because like I said before, your intention and the mindset that you show up with in this challenge is going to dictate your level of success and even what that means. I think it'd be important for all of us to define what the success look like at the end of this is success just being able to move through it and that's that's good enough or is success um, seeing a change physically in your body because you're shifting the way you're eating or the way you're moving so really taking some time today to maybe write out like, what is it that uh, you're desiring and what does success actually look like to you mm -hmm. yeah that's super important we if some of you have done our programs before we often start with mindset because really you know it sets the tone for everything, you know, as most of you would, you know, I'm sure would agree with that. So what are some core, you know, reasons or concepts behind, you know, creating a healthy mindset? Like, why is this such a strong anchor, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so if you look at it just purely physically first, um, when there is judgment in our minds or there's fear or there's um, just that level of um, rush and stress and all of that, it's going to impact our nervous system, which is going to inform our hormones. So when we're in a state of high cortisol, which is that stress hormone, it's really hard for example, our progesterone for women to shine and progesterone is our anti-anxiety hormone. So what that does then, it makes it hard to make good decisions. If we're in that anxious state all the time, one, we're not going to be d digesting our food. We're not utilizing the hormone like we could for healing or as an anti-inflammatory um, component. Like there's so many things that just being in that level of judgment, fear and stress that will impact the physical body, which makes it easier for dis-ease to come in. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what you're speaking to there is, is I think you know, something that we, we talk often about is that there's a state change and then there's a trait, mm -hmm. right? And so a state change really is a shift in our hormonal expression, which is a reflection of the choices that we make and the actions that we, you know, um, are consistent with or not. And so that state change is, is volatile. It's always, you know, it's always changing. So we can change our state through, you know, breathing, through movement, through, you know, making different food choices to, you know, pausing, as you like to say, pausing uh, before we maybe react to our partner. And so a really simple state change that we found to be super effective is the ohm formula, right? So do you want to describe that? Yeah, go ahead, it's yours. Okay, so it's, it's, it's mine. Um, so observation versus meaning. You know, uh, Tony Robbins talks about, we, we, all, we all make three choices before we you know, essentially make an action. So the, the, first, the first is, uh, what are we thinking about a certain situation? This is good, this is bad. You know, um, you know I, I hate it when it's rainy outside. And, and therefore, now I've created meaning around the weather. Oh, every time it's rainy, I'm going to be in a bad mood. And so my action, so the third piece is the action. My action is really like, I'm just going to stay inside because forget that it's rainy outside, you know, I'm done. So our entire physiological reaction came from our mindset, came from our perception, right? So in this observation versus meaning, the first thing we can do is just label something as it is. 
the weather, it's rainy outside. I don't have to wrap a story around it. Uh, my partner, she really like, she, she sniffles every morning when she wakes up. God, that's annoying. Or I could just say, you know what? She's sensitive to dust. <laughs> she sniffles in the morning. End of story, right? I don't have to create meaning around that. You know, there's, it's a fun little challenge actually, because when we actually, you know, sit with this, because the first step of the own formula is really to pause. Mm-hmm. What am I observing right now? And then, and then the meaning, can we suspend the meaning that we're giving it? And if we were to do this on a much more regular basis, we'd find that we were just anchoring ourselves more into a present state. Obviously, Eckhart Tolle talks a ton about presence. We find that this is a really powerful tool to just get us into that, that state of presence because we're actually pausing, we're actually observing, and then we're suspending the meaning, mm-hmm. right? So instead of reacting, we will then respond to that moment and responding in a way where it's just about that moment and not bringing in all the previous moments and that story and wrapping ourselves around that story into that moment that's yeah. happening. And yeah. how hard is this in yeah, relationship? For sure. Super hard, Yeah. right? Because there's, like you said, there's so much story there you know, how many mornings in a row do we have to hear the sniffles, right? And Why like, are we stuck on the I'm sniffles? Just, I'm just coming up with an example. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, like, it's like the moment doesn't just come with the moment for most of us. Uh-huh. It comes with this entire history. And maybe it reminds us of like our brother or sister when we were kids, like making noise when we were trying to sleep. You know, and, and I think that like that's another observation. Wow, like I'm, I'm feeling really like insulted by the sniffling. And here I get to be in this moment where I get to really observe where is this story coming from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough about the sniffles. Yeah. sniffles. What was the other piece? Putting towels on doorways. There's, <laughs> there's so many things. There's so many things. Yeah. Spraying water on the mirror. Yeah. 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 After, after it's cleaned. After one has cleaned it. Right. Yeah. So these are some of so our observations of each so other. So many observations. <laughs> yeah. So that pause moment and a lot of you have been, again, in our other programs. So know that we talk about that pause a lot because that's where the freedom is. And that allows us to question. So I find um, anchoring into questions during that time is really helpful. So asking yourself, um, instead of just thinking about it, maybe even saying out loud, um, where is this coming from? Like, is this reaction or this emotion or this feeling that I'm having internally right now about this moment? Or is it being fed by a previous experience or um, a prejudgment or whatever it could be or an assumption? So that in itself creates a pause for you if you haven't been in the practice of just pausing. Yeah. And so all of that sort of wraps around this idea of state change and hormonal change. So literally our, our hormones are constantly in flux. They're constantly you know, mobilizing as a, uh, as a response to our physiological state. Is it cold outside? Our hormones are going to respond. Are we having a cold shower? Our hormones are going to respond. We're eating high glucose or high carbohydrate or unhealthy processed foods. Our hormones are going to respond. So hormones are an adaptation, just like they are, they're just as powerful when we're thinking about things and creating a mindset and a meaning around things that are causing disruption. Mm -hmm. So that would lead us to that third piece, right, on the mindset, which is a gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the gratitude practice, again, it might feel like, oh, this is so simple, everybody talks about this, but it actually physically changes how your hormones are functioning when you step into gratitude it's going to help increase that progesterone that we were just talking about. It's going to increase your oxytocin, which is that love hormone or that feel-good hormone, and help to bring down that cortisol. So the more tools we have to change our state from that high cortisol, high adrenaline, 
into these hormones that actually help us heal, the easier it is to pause, the easier it is to respond, and the easier it is to make choices that are going to help you navigate the next couple of days and really your relationships too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are the three things, right? And then there's the, the breathing. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. 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 So the, the breath work that we gave you, it's called meditation for a calm right. heart. It's one that we, well, I give like almost every patient because it's super simple. It can be done just in two to three minutes, whether you do it first thing in the morning or right before bed, that's totally up to you or multiple times in a day. It's there for you to access so that you can step into that prana. So I talked about um, Chinese medicine talking about prana and chi and how all hormones are. It's just like a change of state and energy. So if your energy right now, for example, is maybe depleted in the yin, right? So yin we know is more of the, the feminine energy. And often that will get depleted if... Um, there's too much yang so too much yang will be too much fire like too much action and so what this can allow us to do is to pause and like upregulate that yin aspect of ourselves so that we can also then upregulate some of those hormones that keep us in that parasympathetic more relaxed nervous system mm -hmm. yeah definitely so that we have the link for that one right yes so that's in your in your ebook so make sure you check that one out and time limit how long can someone do it for? Oh, 30 minutes if you like. Mm -hmm. But what we suggested was at least three minutes a day. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a, it's a nice little quick little reset. Um, it might even make, you know, this is a great, hopefully this week, that you, you really take an opportunity to put these, these uh, tools into practice. We found them to be extremely valuable in our own lives and definitely those who have done some of our stuff before. The feedback is always that we get to have a chance of feeling like we're more in the driver's seat. We're more in control. We're not just reacting to our environment. And when we're doing that, we're not in that fight or flight state. So that the ask or the task on your end is to see how can I modulate my hormonal system through in, the, in this first stage, just around mindset, setting the intention, observation versus meaning, having a gratitude practice for this week, which could just be three things. What did I do well today? Like Melissa said, love it. And then, and then ultimately give this uh, meditation experience a try because what if in this week you could find just a little bit of stillness, <clears throat> a little bit of ease, a little bit of, uh, uh, that, of that state of that pause mm -hmm. so that you can make different decisions. I know one thing that I like to do in our relationship when there's, there's some tension is I like to bring in play. It's a, just a changing a dynamic of of the situation and so that works well for me i don't know if that works well for you but i'm not as uh concerned uh about how she's feeling if i'm if my state has changed i know it's going to be disruptive for her but if i can bring in some play i know that i will change my state and hopefully that will rub off on her uh, but it may not and so you know how can we also in this experience just not be so attached to the outcome, right? We have, I have no control over what this amazing human is going to do or how she's going to respond to me, but I can definitely take ownership over how I change my state. And so maybe on a given day, my play doesn't work for her and that's okay too, right? Yeah, Would you I, say anything about that? Like what's, well, a, what's something that you find that is a good way to, because you, you do that with humor with me a lot. I do. Yeah. yeah and I was, and even with myself. So I was, I was just going to say it's equally important to do that with your um, inner critic as well. Right. So maybe even just um, 
So my family connects to one another by making fun of each other. I know That's it's not healthy, true. <laughs> but it's something that we do. And I was finding myself doing that to myself and my inner critic. Like if it would, you know, that voice would say something, I would say something back that wasn't probably super nice, but um, just to like turn it off for yeah. that moment. But just playing with it, like, oh my gosh, I did it again. Or like if I reacted to something like, oh, here I go again, you know, being irritable or whatever. Um, so I do think if we can just bring in that play, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah, and it's a total change in the state, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so we're gonna be with you guys uh, this this entire five day experience. You've got the ebook. Make sure you keep active on the the group here because the things that you're challenged with are gonna be th things that other people are challenged with. You know, the questions you have are definitely gonna be questions that we have uh, that others have. We've learned so much, so much from the people that we get to work with and connect with. And it's really, you know, really helped us understand one another more because we're, you know, we sometimes think, just I'm sure you do too, that you live inside of a bubble. Like what happens here in this world is just so different. It's so unique. It's so not what anyone else is experiencing. And in fact, it, it is so much that everyone is experiencing some version of something similar. And so the more we can share on these topics, I think, you know, I mean, I just look forward to the impact that it has in your life in the next mm -hmm. five days. Yeah. And some logistical things. Many of you have asked for recipes. So Melissa will be sending out um, some sample recipes for the sample menu. Um, so that sample menu was just to kind of give you an idea of what a day could look like. So you're welcome to put in other um, substitutions. So it doesn't have to be fish. It could be chicken but what we do ask is like clean and like quality just really focusing on quality especially in terms of um, foods with hormones right so if you're eating meats making sure they're hormone free they're grass-fed all those things just really making sure we're eating nice and clean and the reason why we chose to do the grains in the afternoon if you even choose to do grains this week is um, that our digestive fire is highest in those hours in that afternoon hours so that is when we can have the heavier meals so we want the lighter meals in the morning and also in the evenings mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay guys so uh what we're going to do now is just go over any questions that people have and uh and then we'll kind of wrap mm -hmm. it up so. so there's a question are we doing a live every day we are doing a live every day um timings we will write in we are in different locations when we're um, you know, going through the week with our kids and work and everything. So we're trying to figure out a good time where we can both be on and be here. So if you have more questions that maybe come up after this call, feel free to write them in um, the group and we, will, we can address them tomorrow too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think the biggest questions really were around the food. And then there's a question around um, changes that happens emotionally mm -hmm. during menopause. So I think the thing that I brought up in the beginning on the Chinese medicine with the energy rising or the chi changing from our reproductive organs into our heart, um, what emotion that can often stir in many is grief. And grief isn't an emotion that we, we talk about a lot as a society. I think um, it's something that we kind of hide and um, because it can be uncomfortable and painful for for many but i think it's one that's so important to reflect on and whether you're moving through menopause or not because there's different levels of grief in those stages that we talked about in the beginning so even a young woman that's transitioning into womanhood and having her period is going to grieve childhood grieving that play or 
you know, like just really recognizing that she has now changed and transformed. Um, a mother who could be super excited about giving birth and having a family is going to grieve her old body, her old life, and maybe some of the dreams and aspirations that she did have that she has to put aside or on hold and same goes for the, the counterparts too. So I think there's so many levels of grief that are connected to our hormones because like Nick was saying, they start to decline and they start declining at age 25. So it's like things are just dying off in our body all the time. And these are things that we'll probably go into a little bit more during the week um, and we go through in our fasting classes is that our cells are always dying. Like we're, we're new people every seven years. So that's the interesting thing about um, how that's connected to the Chinese medicine and mm -hmm. relationship to hormones. They're saying that we have seven year cycles where all our cells are rejuvenated every seven years. So there's so much opportunity in that for us to shift, but also to recognize there's when something dies off, there's going to be an emotion of grief. And so in perimenopause, if that's the stage that you're in, like really giving yourself time to feel that emotions because maybe your kids are older now or getting older and your role as a mom is changing, your role in your career is changing, you're looking more deeply into your heart center. So your priorities are probably changing and how you define success five years ago is probably changing now too. And in that, even if it's a good thing, it can bring up levels of grief. So I would say um, that is the most potent emotion I usually work with um, mm. when there's all this transition happening. But for all of you to just take some time to reflect on how that impacts you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always like blown away with the stuff that you say, Simon, because it, it hits so deeply that the idea of grief is important. I know personally, like, I just don't want to feel that. Yeah. Right. And I think many people maybe maybe feel that way. Um, you're very good at getting, you know, to a core problem and actually taking a look at it. Mm -hmm. And and I think like the invite for you here, just hearing that is so important because we can grieve like how we did well on a lifestyle plan last week and now we're it's it's falling apart, right? That that idea of grief is super important. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's your favorite quote on grief? Which... Mm. Yeah, that grief is just love that has no place to go. So I think that's a really important one to reflect on. So that polarity of emotions, there it's connected. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't have as much love that we do if grief wasn't also involved, or we wouldn't have such happiness if sadness also wasn't involved. So I think it's just so important to be able to access that. And we talked about midlife crisis before that we, mm -hmm. as a society, labeled this transition, um, this time in our life as a midlife crisis. But what that is is it's people moving through moments of grief because their life is changing. But through that, when something dies, something else is born. Like when we release a relationship, a new relationship is born, or we release a career, there's opportun other opportunities that open up. I think just it's this tricky transition time that we sometimes don't know how to, to navigate. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, that's such, a, that's such a powerful reflection, I think, for all of us even this week to like think about grief and and this idea of, of love just not having a place to go because if we if we took that into this this practice for for ourselves in this week um, we could we could really see this this uh, maybe even giving up snacks is a bit of a grief process maybe changing some of your uh, macronutrients might be a bit of a grief process I know when we do longer fasts there's a sense of lack of joy right which is essentially grief right 
And so this idea of like, where can love go in that experience? You know, where can love go into our, our, our kids growing older or our partners changing and ourselves changing? You know, where can we redirect that? Um, but first, you know, pay attention to the grieving process and then... Yeah. Well, I like what you brought up there to make it even more practical. If you are somebody that's been snacking and now we're asking you to do the, just do the three meals. Yeah. And you have that moment um, in that afternoon, do that breath exercise. Right, write some yeah. gratitude of like, I'm feeling grateful that I'm sticking to my discipline this week or grateful for the group or whatever it might be or grateful for your body. Um, so do something else that brings self-love into your um, day. Yeah. So on, on that note, just this idea of gratitude is huge. So my mom, she had a, a cerebral aneurysm. She had a stroke 10 years ago now, yeah. right? And she still is struggling to move her... Um, her left hand and she says to me like she was watching me cut like she was <laughs> with them on the, on the last week she was watching me cut onions <clears throat> excuse me and she was blown away at how amazing my onion cutting skills were <laughs> and obviously like I just take it for granted right like I'm, I'm not exceptional at cutting onions just for, for you for you know I can't chop really fast um, but to her because she only has function of her one arm or one one hand essentially it's mind-blowing it's like the, the the fact that she can spend that much time on the detail around watching someone cut there's a serious amount of um, wanting and 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 um, grieving for her inability to do that as efficiently as she would like so when we when we talk about gratitude it literally can be, I've got two hands that I can cut this onion with, you know. And when she said that to me, I'm, I was, it really blew me away because there's so many little things that happen in, on a daily basis that we just take for granted, that we don't bring gratitude in. And, you know, I get to breathe today. That's, wow, that's amazing. I get to move in my body. I get to, I can run. Uh, maybe you can't run, but maybe you can walk. And that's better than some people that are in a wheelchair. Like, I mean... The, the ways that you can take this, this gratitude are, it can be as simple as that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Again, simple, but really, really profound because it changes how you're receiving information, but then also relaying. And that's exactly what's going to translate into your inner microcosm, too, of how things are being received and relayed. 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 Yeah, that's really relayed. <laughs> um, through your hormones. So this is why we're emphasizing this mindset piece because what happens up here is going to impact everything here and then, then also impact um, everything outside of us. Yeah. Okay, yes. guys. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in with us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, like I said, during the week, we're going to be... Uh, it, it might, we're going to set the time the day before so you'll know when we go live. Uh, nonetheless, the videos will be here and available um have fun right mm -hmm. like just turn this into like even if and you share what you're doing in here yeah, yeah, like yeah if there's certain meals or recipes that you're doing share them in here if there's certain movement or if you feel victorious you know about something or or not or if you feel like you're struggling please share everything in here so that we can support each other yeah, yeah. okay enjoy your day So you may have been following us for a little while or maybe you're brand new to our channel. Either way, we want you to have the opportunity to really deepen your experience of what you're learning. Either you worked with us virtually, you've done some of our courses, um, but we want to give you the opportunity to be in the fold of our community, to be with us more regularly, and that's the Health Ignited Club.
Yeah, community is so important to us and we learn so much from each other. And I think getting together when we do once a month, it just um, invites us to ask more questions about ourselves, about our journey, about our health. So we would love for all of you to join us there. Yeah, and you know, so much of our health plans are really dictated around life. Life is crazy, life is challenging. It's easy to fall off the wagon, so to speak. We've got a touch point each month and we've got resources for you in the membership portal. There's so much to keep you in, in the mo momentum and the motivation of, of really making everything that you're learning into a lifestyle practice. Mm -hmm. It's all about accountability and support. Yeah, so join us there at Health Ignited Club. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited Podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.